BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. So this is Pop Culture Hour, not to be confused with Happy Hour. Although pop culture does make us all happy and so does wine. So do what you want. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. You guys, it's Pop Culture Hour <laughs> with Taylor Strecker. And I have her here in the home studio in person. It's the best. We're not on Zoom, you guys. We're doing the damn thing. We just wrapped. Well, welcome. Thank you. Hey, girl. Hey, I love you guys. I'm so happy to be back. I love doing this so much. It's making me sad. I know. So, you guys, we wrapped our tour. Mommy dearest, rest in peace. Two nights ago on my fucking birthday, on my 35th fucking birthday. It was so special. No, like. Okay, you guys. Yes. The way that I was just stricken with nerves the whole day because we were doing things differently for that finale show. Yeah. Okay? We were doing the same show for how many shows do we do? I, I'm going to say 30. 26. That's we not did. true. I lie. It's 30. <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> so we did 28 shows. Okay. Yes. And we've been, for the most part, like, yes, we talk about different things. Yes. Like uh, every show, like that changes, like the things we talk about. But for the most part, it's... Well, like the setup is always the, the same. The structure, show. the run yes. of show, yes. yes, is the same. But because we were ending on my fucking birthday in Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. I'm like, well, I have to have Katie. Yes. Be a guest. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? She's here. We have like, how fun is that? Yes. And then I thought, well, I got to have Hartford. We're talking major changes to like no, the run of show. Huge changes. We couldn't just rely on being like, we know exactly what we're doing. We're like veterans. Like we got this. No, and like also, we changed so much. And such wild variables. Not Katie, but Hartford. Hartford. You never, you don't know. It's not like an adult who you're like, and then you come in and we do this and they're like, okay, check. It's like. I couldn't explain to Hartford. This is what's going to happen. Exactly. No. And we, we did like a whole like thing for her. We had a fog machine. We had um, Let It Go set up. We did a whole background image of Elsa's castle, like ice castle. Right. Okay. So it was a lot, like if Hart, a lot. So let's just say Hartford refused to, to, to come walk on stage. on stage. Exactly. That was a That's, possibility. That was a possibility. What would we have done with all of that fog in the background? And this, like, what would we have done? And also, like, and nobody gets this except for like us because we're on tour and like Lowe's running the show. So we really know what it takes through her eyes now. But yeah. like, it's like you don't hit slides and they go, like, it can get really fucked up. Like the entire rest of the show. Like, <laughs> if it doesn't run the way it's supposed to run, yeah. variables can mess up the entire show. Yes. So, like, Hartford is 
just a walking variable. Yes. It and, was really scary. And when we did our, our run through that day before, it was all I, fucked up. It was all fucked up. All the sides were <laughs> fucked up. And I'm like, um, you guys, we didn't do one good run through. So like this literally could be the shittiest of the shows. Right. So I was so nervous. And also I was worried like, okay, what if Hartford hates it and doesn't want to come on stage? Right. I, I have like 1,500 people witnessing. witnessing that I'm being a bad parent, like forcing my daughter you to go on star. stage. Yeah, like stage mom. I'm literally like, why did I think that this was a good idea? I know why I thought it was a good idea because I saw her at her dance recital and she loved it. Right. And so I'm like, what a special moment to share with her and like let her come on stage on my show. But you did make this decision before the dance recital. Yeah, so but I did, but it, it only re I was still on the fence. Got it. But then it reinforced it and I was like, no, we're gonna go ahead with this. She can handle this. She can handle she Baby loves is a be- star. She loves being on the stage. Yes. So it ended up so after all those nerves, I felt like I was gonna vom all day long. <laughs> you guys. Hartford nailed it. She, I mean, when I say a star is born. No, like when I say. I was shook. shook the I whole- was intimidated. I was like, oh, do you want my microphone? I'll give you whatever you want. Like you're, I, I say always at the show after my set, before Stassi comes out and Bo comes out, we have a little message from the real star of the Clark, of the Clark family. I actually just said it because it's like, you know, a cute thing to say, but I was but, uh, fucking accurate. No, she stole the fucking show. You guys, she, she came on stage. She sang a little bit of Let It Go. Oh. She danced. She walked, like the, she the walked crowd by work. herself. Yeah. She was literally waving to the crowd. Crowd. Yeah, like she also stayed in her light. She never even crossed the barrier where we were supposed to go. She innately knew stage presence. It was fucking crazy. It was, so- and the crowd was loud. Like I get nervous when they like scream too much. I'm like, oh, I'm intimidated. And she was like, she was thriving off that crowd energy. It, yes, and it was the one moment that I think every single person in the crowd brought up, whipped out their phone. Yes. So like f- to be a little two year old and hear all of those people screaming and see them all whip out their phone and stand up to record Scary. you. Scary. Yeah. Not for her. No, you guys. It was so wild. I just think that maybe. Maybe we need to pivot. I need to pivot my career and we should be like Partridge Family 2.0. I mean, you do always say because it's Mommy Dearest tour how like Mommy Dearest had it all wrong because like when your kid is star quality, you fucking... You don't beat them and torture them. No. You, you capitalize you on capitalize it. You capitalize on that you shit. capitalize on the, the star quality. Like, yeah. hello, Chris Jenner Chris knew. Jenner. She knew. She Chris wanted knew. to be a star wasn't right. married to maybe be like stardom like rub off from her marital partner kind of worked not really her best friend was a star the, which one nicole um oh. simpson sadly who's no longer with us right but like i feel like she like she was doing all the things and she could never make herself the star and then right. finally she was like fuck it my kids and like you could tell when kim got playboy chris was like this is my dream because she was like pushing on Kim so hard. But like now look where Chris is. Right. And a star. But and also. Yes. But also I don't look at Chris Jenner and the Kardashians and the Jenners as like, oh, that's so sad. She's just like forcing her kids to do things like Not at all. her kids fucking love it. Yeah. Like she gave her children so many opportunities because there is that argument of yes. being like a stage mom. And like, are you forcing your kids? This is so sad that like you're right. you're doing this for yourself. But like. The way that I look at it, it's like I've accomplished a lot in my career. Yes. I'm very proud of myself. I'm a proud of I'm proud yes. of my accomplishments. I'm recognizing that Hartford's greater than I am. Is it time <laughs> to pass the baton? It feels like it. Honestly, I'm here for it. And just so you know, you're already you're way ahead of Chris because you've already had your own stardom. You've been there. 
Do you know what I mean? There you go. So like, and you can still continue <laughs> it, but like Hartford will just amplify. Here's the thing. I do feel like there's like a lot of this idea of like kid stars. It's so sad, such tragic. And there are kids who are forced into it. 100%. And there is, I, I definitely think Hollywood can be a with, toxic, totally horrible place. But when I was little, I, I begged to be the star. I was like, mom, take me to auditions. Mom, I want to be on Star Search. Like that was my dream. So there are kids that want to be in the limelight and Hartford is clearly one of them. No, for, for real. Like yes. the way that I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. And then if she ever was like, I don't want to do it, then I'm like, fine, then don't do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But like she wants to be doing these things. When when we had to bring her off stage, the temper tantrum. The temper tantrum. That like she wanted to run back on stage. It was a full blown meltdown. Yep. And when she had to, when we brought her out again at the end, she was... Everyone told me that backstage she was just trying to like get out of everyone's arms so she could run back. back out on stage. I thought she was gonna jump in the crowd and crowd surf. Yeah, totally. I was waiting for that. <laughs> she was like really close to the edge at the end. I was like, fuck. I mean, she literally could be the definition of a reality nepo baby. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Like, but why what's so bad about that anyway? I mean, I think I don't think it's a bad thing. And we're gonna talk about Nepo Babies yeah. today, actually, because it's one of the stories that I want to talk about. But I think that it's not bad when you fully recognize exactly your opportunities yes. and your privilege and that like you are where you are yes. because you're lucky. If you're a self-aware Nepo baby, it's all good in the hood. If you're not self-aware, that's when we run into trouble. Those yes. are we hate the Nepo babies that try to pretend like they're there. Like that they started on off talent, like at the same exact place we all did. And it's Correct. not accurate. And when you don't have self-awareness, it's annoying. But there's plenty of Nepo babies that get it and we love them for it. Yeah, because they can't help where they come from. They right. can't help who their parents are. They can't help that they are privileged. So like if you are privileged, you should still be able to use that. Yes. No, no you shouldn't be punished for being you shouldn't privileged. Be punished. Yeah. So but you also can't pretend like you're just like everybody else if you've benefited from privilege. Correct. Privilege. Correct. Allison Williams is very good about this. Really? Uh, yeah. She's really good about being like, oh, I got a huge head start over a lot of other people. But she also has the chops to back it up. That's the other thing, too. Two kind of Nepo babies. Nepo babies that don't know they're Nepo babies that think that they're just like the rest of us. Fuck off. And then there's Nepo babies that are talentless and don't deserve where they are. And that's also annoying. And then there's Hartford. <laughs> should we just get into it and start and, and move that story up since we're on this, the subject of Nepo babies? I think we should. Okay. So Kendall recent there, Kendall's facing a lot of Kendall Jenner yeah. is facing a lot of backlash yes. right now yes. because she recently said, I believe it was on the Kardashian episode. If, if it was in an interview or the episode actually doesn't matter, but she said that, so she's trying to distance herself from the Nepo baby Thing by saying that the queen she of does, Nepo baby, the queen of Nepo okay. babies, that she's never related to or felt like a Kardashian. She has um, always felt like she's way more like her dad, which still he's famous. But that when she started her modeling career, she only used the name Kendall and she never used Kardashian or Jenner. This is some bullshit right here. Now, she actually, I will say, I can respect her trying to separate a little from the Kardashians. And I Why? Do, she's on keeping up with the Kardashians. I know, I know, but I, I know what she's trying to say because I remember watching being like, Kendall kind of does her own thing. Like she's less on the show than the rest of the girls. And like it's more about modeling, not like all like the influencer life of it all. But to basically say that 
her name didn't get her into modeling is some fucking that's fuckery right there. Yes. So now all of the TikTok soldiers, I love TikTok soldiers. Know, okay, they're, they're now bringing back the clip from 2010, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yep. When Kris Jenner was calling Wilhelmina Modeling Agency to get Kendall in for a meeting to start her modeling career. And like, we all remember that. I remember that. I remember Kim being like planning the trip to New York and Kendall not taking it seriously. Kim and Chris helped Kendall get there. So this is the thing. They spoon fed it to her. Literally, like none of us would be mad that Kendall is a Nepo baby if she was just like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Kendall, if you were exactly who you are from Iowa... Maybe you're beautiful. I mean, you look like a model. Maybe you could have gotten okay. there, but you know how many girls look like her that never get the chance to even have a foot in the door at Wilhelmina? Correct. But also, Taylor, yes, she's stunning. Yes. And has an amazing bod. Yes. But when I say she is like, to me, I personally feel like she's one of the most uninspiring models ever. It's the same face, the same look. There's no personality in any of her photos. Like, yes, for real, one of the most stunning people I've ever seen. Stunning. So like, and yes, she wears clothes amazingly. So like that, yes. yes. But her photos, like, I'm sorry, but like, I kind of feel like it's, it's, it's kind of a tough job sometimes to model. Like, you have is hard. No, but like, you can't just stand there and no, look it's pretty. True. It's to true. be a great model, work your angles, and also there no, is you have like, to you have to inject story into it, like an emotion, feel and like personality. I'm on America's Next Top Model right now. <laughs> you, and you are Tyler Banks. <laughs> you do like when I do a photo shoot. Like literally, like, and I'm not a model. Like I have to go through a range or I choose to. A range of emotion. Yeah, like, oh my God, I'm in the best fucking mood ever. Laughing at shit or like really silly or depressed. Like you're trying out different. acting without words. Yes. Okay, I can understand that. Yes, and a lot of most like the 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 most well known and respected models do that. Kendall just looks pretty. Yeah, that's fair, and it's just well, the it's, same. It's stare. hard to emote a personality when you, in real life, with words, don't have one. Yes, <laughs> I would, horse girl energy. No, I would. I would wholeheartedly agree with. That. Yeah, horse like, girl I, energy. I, I, there has never like the. There is, I can't think of another person out there that lacks a personality more. So, and I, can I really double down and like just make everybody you in know town hate me? Fuck it. Well, her and Haley are best friends for a reason. Oh, that's the other one. Just a yeah. lot of n- no personality, that's the other one. gorgeousness together. I know. It's like, you're so funny. No. Huh? You're so funny. Or for being like, at you like you know I what know. I mean like I feel like the things they find hilarious like they're they're besties because they bond over boringness no I know like I cannot like I tried to watch Haley Bieber's like who's in my bathroom and I did you see the one she was interviewing Kim about like her crush and she was like take a drink uh-huh and then <laughs> I don't watch it anymore because I could not and also you know what you know what I'm gonna I I, I take umbrage okay I'm not in your lane trying to be a model. Stay at the fuck out of my lane of being entertaining. There's only jobs for so many people. And if all the people who are super famous take all the jobs, that's not fair for the rest of us. Especially when they don't deserve them. Wait, no, that's how Bo feels about commercial (laughs) acting. Totally. He gets so angry because now he's like, there are no 
like commercial actors anymore. Yeah. And then and the, he's like, they're just celebrities taking over yes. commercials. Yes. He's like, it's the end of yes. of an era for so many people in Los Angeles who, and, who make a really good living off of commercial acting and he hates it. Yeah, if I was coming for Haley's job of modeling, which would never happen, why? Because modeling is cruel. But if I did, she'd be like, that girl does not deserve to be a model. She would be correct. And guess what? I can sit here and say, she does not deserve to have her own personality-based talk show. No, I totally agree. But yeah, like I would love to be a fly on the wall in Kendall and Haley's like at, w- when they have dinner together. You would literally, you would die and fall off the wall because you would fall asleep. No, I like, what do they talk about? Like, what could they possibly, what do they? I know. What? I know. I'm sure it goes something like this. So I'm taking these new vitamins for my skin. And then also, have you tried <laughs> this product for this hair oil? Like, I'm sure it's so surface just about beauty stuff. And then every once in a while, they're like, <laughs> but what about Selena Gomez? Like, that's the only <laughs> thing that's interesting. And also Team Selena, I just want to be clear. But like the only time they're like remotely entertaining is when they're like talking shit. And then they just go back to like, and then vitamin B does this for my sleep. It's like, I've been in conversations like that before. No, like <laughs> for real, I think about, I think about Kendall's Architectural Digest interview uh-huh. when she's like, I have a whole painting room for me and my friends. I'm like... You need a TV in every room because there's no way you guys have things to talk about. What are you talking about while you're painting? And then she's like, I love having sleepovers with my friends in my bed. Yeah. What are you guys talking about in your sleep? I was, uh, I can talk shit because I don't like these people at all anymore, but I was on a bachelorette party. Most boring bachelorette party ever. It was like the, it, it was um pretty privileged bachelorette party, you right. know? It was like, what, what what's that called? It's like, it's like pretty, pretty girl syndrome where you're so pretty your whole life. You never have an awkward phase. So you don't like develop like a personality and character. Well, maybe character, but like not a major personality sense of humor. Right. And so then, I mean, it's, it's almost like, um it's a, Long term, it is a curse to be beautiful and have no weird phases because you actually are devoid maybe of a personality. You can be beautiful and have a personality. I also want to be very clear on that. Yeah, you can. There are unicorns out there. But you have (laughs) to have like some struggle in your life. So if you're born rich, thin, and beautiful, your personality will probably suffer. And you know what? You deserve it because at least you know what it feels like to not have it all like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Um, But I just feel like, yeah, I I think pretty girl privilege is totally real. And I think that they all suffer from it. That is why I hope Hartford goes through an awkward phase. Yes, I understand that. You have to go through awkward phases. I think it, yeah, it's good for the soul. So I was with a bunch of pretty girls, rich, thin, and pretty their whole lives. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, geez. So... They were talking about literally like foot cream. I literally was texting my amazing fun friends. I'm going to jump off this like 36 floor balcony. I am so bored. They have been talking about foot cream for 45 minutes. And then I remember at one point we went horseback riding and this girl was trying to be funny because she was like a little drunk and she was like, ride the horse like you're riding a man. (laughs) And I was like, this is the worst experience of my life. Oh no! You know what? That like, that's what I imagine. All the revolve around the world trips are like <laughs> totally ride the horse. Like remember when you said ride the horse? Like you're running the oh man. That's like probably what they talk about the yeah. whole dinner. <laughs> 
Like, well, I'm, we're never getting invited on the Revolve no, trips. I don't want to. They look so fucking boring. They do. You they hear, look like you hear it now. I never want to go. Don't invite me. <laughs> I don't care how much money you offer me. I don't want to do it. Okay. I will say this. I hate influencery things. I don't like going to influencer parties. Sometimes I'll do it yes. if it's for somebody that like I really like. Yes. But like, there's nothing worse than a dinner or a party full of influencers. I agree. They're they're and listen. I'm part of the problem. I'm like influencery. I'm like influencer adjacent. Like I do influencery things, but you're talking. But I'm not an influencer. I don't know what I am. I don't know. But you're talking about the influencer like stereotype, which is like goes back to it's the pretty it's the pretty girl. It's the ones that don't have to speak for a living. Exactly. So all they have to do is put together cute outfits, take hot photos of themselves. And that's it. Like, that's the influencer ones that I'm talking about. You're a different breed. You're a personality based influencer. Yes. Yes. It's different. Yes. Please don't put yourself in the same category as. Thank you. Sorry, I won't. Okay. (laughs) So Kendall Jenner, a little piece of advice. We're clearly mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are yeah <laughs> you know what and we the, are and this is what you get when but you're just, not but when just you own awareness. it just own it like yes. let me be your PR guru and just say like just own it and yeah. and say yes I'm a Nepo baby it is what it is I feel really fucking lucky and be done with it yeah there's actually I'm sorry to keep going with this but like real quick I just watched Kardashians last night like the new season yeah um, and I'm actually caught up I will I clearly jumped ahead but there's I want to see this fight between oh, Courtney, Courtney and Kim, Kim. I want to watch it too. yeah I want to see it too and it's fascinating because Courtney really is like you stole my shit which I totally get but then Kim's also like well not for nothing but like we both stole from mom Dolce and Gabbana is mom's connection so like we're here because of mom and we're here because of our names and like if Dolce Gabbana wants to work with all of us so fucking be it I know and Courtney's kind of being like she's being um what's the word territorial over the brand partnership and I and she's not wrong but she's also not 100% right no I completely agree so like I've seen a bunch of TikToks about it Uh I haven't seen like the full episode I always feel like I end up being team Kim in in any fight I start team Courtney and then yes I I start team team Courtney because I'm like Courtney's probably the most normal she seems but I'm like I actually don't think she is I actually don't think she, because she, she, at least Kim, Kim's like self-aware. I think so, Kim actually. knows what she, she's like, she knows what she's doing. Do you know what I mean? She's well, self-aware. She even said like, I was aware this could be a thing. So I went out of my way to not overlap with her. And, but it was, but, but in Courtney's eyes, it's still like she completely ganked everything from her. But like, they all have a, re- like Kim Kardashian is the reason that everything is the way that it is for them. Chris Jenner has done so much and yes. of course has like certain connections and like Courtney was getting married. Yes. So like that was like a huge moment. Yes. Like they all like, I mean, I listen, I'm not saying they all need to just like recognize that like they're all intertwined and like, let's just be harmonious and lean into it because like this is obviously great TV to right. like watch them fight over it. Right. Petty, petty princesses. Yes, but like, I love it. I, I like know. that Kim had receipts too, being like, you wore a dress that I've already worn before. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, that's the thing. The two of them and even Courtney, or I'm sorry, Chloe was like, they've been doing this shit forever. Chris tells a story on the episode where she said that one day at school, um, wait, she said that um, Kim found out that Courtney stole her jeans like in the morning before school and bust into the classroom and was like, Courtney, give me back my fucking jeans. Take them off right now in the middle of school. Take them off and give them to me. And it was like this whole thing in the principal calls home, whatever. And she's like, they've been doing this forever. And then Kim was like, well, what my mom forgets is actually I was wearing the jeans and it was Courtney that came in. <laughs> so they've been fighting over this. It's like two sisters fighting over clothes, except it's Dolce and, and Gabbana. Gabbana. <laughs> and, and who had the better brand deal? <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. But I think the thing with Courtney is she just wants to be her own person. And, yes. I, and, and I, I, re- I do respect that. that. Yes. But like yeah. there is also, but like also look what you have. Like, so Chris was kind of saying like, hello, we're all privileged and this is nepotism at its finest. But like, look, she, so they were like, it's a dick measuring contest and Kim's got a big schlong. And she's like, but Courtney's got a pretty big one too. And she's like, but at the end of the day, I have the biggest dick. And it's true. <laughs> All roads lead back to her schlong. I'm trying to imagine real fast. All roads do lead back to her schlong. I'm trying to figure out like, okay, if I was in both of those positions, how would I feel? Because from the outside, the Kim Dolce and Gabbana thing, it did see, it was fast. It was right after, it was right after the wedding. We were still weren't, we still weren't like saying goodbye to the wedding yet. Like I still was like into the Courtney and the Kravis wedding. So it was, it felt all very like one giant commercial, one giant Kardashian Dolce and Gabbana commercial. So I understand why Courtney's mad because it's like, you just took like, you made my wedding seem, it already looked like a commercial. Yes. Being sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. Already it it did. Which like, but like still fine. Cool. How lucky are you to like get sponsored? Like amazing. If a designer wanted to sponsor my fucking wedding, fuck yeah. Of course. Yes. But like, so it already looked like a commercial. But then with Kim doing that immediately after. That's what she was saying. She was like, give it a beat, guys. But then Kim said she was begging the brand to stretch it a year. And for whatever reason, they, well, yeah, because they wanted the they want to keep going. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So like, I understand. Why, and why would Kim say no it was to money. a brand partnership like involved. that? A lot of money. Yeah. So like, I understand all sides of this argument. I know. And it's so funny because that's all, all the sisters are like, we see everyone's side, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Someone has to say uncle and it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, Courtney. No, some somebody has to say this again. You guys, people are dying. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Like submarines yeah. are imploding. Yes. There are there are more serious things to be worried about. You're a segue queen today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it's been over a year. Since I started taking people on my hair care journey, my it was like post my wedding when I'm like, my hair is fried. I need to start taking care of it. And the difference that I have felt in my hair now after this year is insane. Like I have Jennifer Aniston hair. And part of that, if I do say so myself, and part of that is that I have switched over to whey products. I have switched over, I feel like, what, like eight months ago, a really long time ago. And I am so committed that I have pretty much the entire line. I feel like I have every product under the sun. I had always heard about whey products because it's Jen Atkins and she's just a cool girl. And so I feel like all of the like top cool girls that I read about, like they use whey products and top hairstylists, they use whey products, but I never just fully committed. I committed. And that is why I feel like my hair looks so good all the time. But let me talk about my favorites because I have two specific favorites. My favorite um, to use in the shower is the detox shampoo because I feel like it literally gets everything, all of the buildup, all the product buildup, all of it. It's just like an extra good clean. And then my second favorite product is the leave-in conditioner because it makes, not only does it make my hair like not tingly and so easy to just like brush through and style afterwards, it's like always silky. 
but it smells delicious. It's better than wearing perfume. And I don't even really wear perfume, so it just like works as my perfume. But get on your way to healthier hair one day at a time with shampoos and conditioners that are just your type. Go to theway.com and use code Stasi for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Stasi. So our next story, it's not a story. It's taken over the world. It took over yes. a week of my life. Yes. Um, took over a week of everyone's lives. Yep. The submarine that imploded, that went down to the Titanic yep. with five billionaires, not all of them billionaires, but you know what I mean, yep. on board. Um, I can't believe we lived through this. I know. No, for real. I think what I really want to talk about, though, is how I'm like emotionally, emotionally conflicted over what I see on TikTok. Yes, I think that. So I'm not as a non TikTok person uh-huh. and I know I need to get better. I need to get on it. I need to like myself and also viewing. But I feel like I have a very different perspective, which is really good for this conversation because I can be like your touchstone to reality. Okay. But then again, the world is on TikTok. So like that might just be the world's reality. And what I'm realizing though for this this whole thing we've talked about is like TikTok is making things a joke that maybe aren't that funny. But then again, maybe there is a shred of humor in everything in the world. And we've become a very sensitive world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know... And as somebody who's in like a marginalized group, I'm a lesbian woman, like people make jokes about lesbians and I laugh. And then like, there's people that are like, you know, like straight women that are like fighting for my rights. And I'm like, no, 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 baby, I'm cool. If I'm cool with the joke, you have to let the joke go. Yes. So you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, so you're saying as long as the billionaires let the jokes, are they the okay, with the jokes? okay with the jokes? It's okay. They're a very marginalized group. I'm worried about them. Justice for billionaires. Okay. You guys. But, okay. Let me just back up. <laughs> Okay, so I was, we were in New York, it was Father's Day, and we, you know, we found out about this, and I stayed up, like, every night, just like, just like the rest of everyone else, just like, looking at TikTok's videos, everything about it, like, crying, like, like, oh my god, I could not imagine being a mother to somebody on this submarine, or or a girlfriend, or a wife, or just like, whatever, like, uh, what must they be going through right now, like, what, thinking they were still alive, like, the emotions of, 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 like, recognize at some point you're going to recognize and and come to terms with the fact that your life is going to end like you were the like panic. obsessed with that obsessed you were like with like the you were like the, the psychological you were like shit. i am there emotionally with them right now like they are like so scared and like i can't even imagine how horribly scared they must be like you were literally feeling their emotions like i it's but think about if you let yourself think too hard like you could literally yeah Thank God that didn't happen. Thank God they 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 died instantly. So yes. like that that you we will never have to think about that again and what they would have gone through psychologically and emotionally. But like as I was going on TikTok, mm-hmm. I kept seeing video after video making fun yeah. of the situation. And then I'd go to the comment section to be like, people are going to be like raging. People are going to be like, this is so fucked up. Like these are human beings that are possibly dead and or dying. No, the comment section was riddled with joke after joke, after joke, I'm after joke, after joke. Like everyone was team make fun of the billionaires who are dying in a submarine. 
And it was like, I was talking to Bo about it. I'm like, Bo, you have to look at this. You have to see this. Like, what's going on with humanity that we're like literally just making jokes over and over about this? Like, no one yeah. cares. No one feels any empathy or sympathy. Yes. No one fucking cares. And it was freaking me out. And then I saw another TikTok <laughs> of people being like, it's giving the revolution. It's giving French revolution. Yes. Like the way that like people don't care about the the well-being or the lives of yes. billionaires. Because they're billionaires. Because they're billionaires. It's like, what is what's next? They're like, if I was a billionaire, I'd be fucking shitting my pants right now. Seeing that people, people hate them so hate much. them so much that they actually will joke about lose you dying. Human lose human decency for the, an, an, an actual ongoing tragedy. It's very yeah. interesting. And I know you actually showed me and Bo and Lo a TikTok in Oakland yeah. about this guy explaining the like you have to understand like what a billionaire represents to understand why people kind of are allowed to not like billionaires in general and, ha and lack a sensitivity because in order to get to billionaire status, you have to lack a humanity. Yeah. You have to lack a sensitivity towards so many people. So it's not that insane for so many people to have anger and hatred towards somebody who is doing the exact same to them in reverse. Yes. No. With actually more power because they've got power, influence, and money behind them. Correct. And and there was something that in that TikTok, I wish, um, you know what? Can I pause? Because I'd like to give this creator credit. Okay. Um, I found it. His TikTok handle is at, why does it have to be? Oh, applied science. I was like, why does it have to be a hard one? <laughs> so many letters. It looks like a bunch of it looks like a bunch of letters. All so of, but many it's, words. At, it's at applied science eleven. Okay. okay. And another thing that he says. Wow, there was there was ten other applied sciences. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing he said, he's like, so billionaires become billionaires off the backs of of other people uh, of, us. of us, okay, of the middle and lower classes, okay? And the fact that middle and lower class people like work all day, work so hard, and we still can't even like properly afford the right health care. We can't take care of ourselves. We can't basic human needs. Basic human needs. We can't, we will never uh, most people feel like they're never they will never be able to even own a home. Yeah. A lot of people feel like they won't even be able to continue living in the city that they grew up in. Right. Like You so can't you maintain can't... your level of living. And the American dream is you come here for a better life and you surpass your parents. That's always been the American dream until millennials. And now we're like either matching our parents or maybe like living a lower quality life. Right. And so especially younger generations, millennials, young, uh, the whole millennials, but then definitely Gen Z, like they're coming Coming into a fucked planet, a fucked socioeconomic system. Like we are, we, we got a shit deal. Yes. And they're pissed. So rightfully so. So they're watched. So we're all, so everyone who can't afford all these things, can't afford a life that they want, um, are watching these billionaires just say, I don't give a fuck and continue to brag about like uh, marking up prices. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to make more. Um, Do you know how much cherries are at the grocery store? They're like fucking $15. No, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, that we have $70 strawberries at our grocery store that Bo talks about all the time. I was at um I was at a restaurant and they were like, "We're sorry, but the um Cobb salad is going to be like an extra $8 because um iceberg lettuce is so expensive." What? It's science lettuce. What do you mean? Oh my god, there's no nutrients in it. Literally zero. It's a filler lettuce. Yes. It's filler. It's just so that you can have dressing. It's like chewing on water. Like you literally <laughs> 
Mr. Iceberg is probably a billionaire. <laughs> oh, but for real. There you go. So like that. So it, please look up this um, creator's TikTok yeah. if you're interested in this. If you're feeling the, the same like conflict that I inner conflict and inner turmoil that I'm feeling about. Like I was laughing at a lot of these comments and laughing at a lot of these TikToks, but then crying because I felt so bad that I was laughing and I felt so bad for the people in the submarine. And then I saw a fucking TikTok. You like, were in conflict no totally in conflict and then i saw like at the exact right moment another tiktok talk popped up and it was like all of us at the gates of hell after being rejected from heaven for laughing at the submarine jokes and i'm like yep that's it literally that's it like yep. that that's exactly what i fucking feel like right now <laughs> like i just and then you guys to make it worse i made a joke myself oh, i was wondering if you're gonna bring it up i'm, I'm proud of you thank you you're a self you, you you're accountability thank you. queen thank you thank i felt you. like i needed i needed to do this i need to it's like it's my Purge way it, of baby. purging yes. and like saying i'm sorry asking for forgiveness okay? right in the book literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, when we were in portland uh, of all places of all places <laughs> of all places we were at the Portland show and um, I have this like joke where I'm joking about um, b- birthing a billionaire. Like I'd yes. like to I'd like to give I'd like my future children to become billionaires if possible. Right. You know, that would be ideal. Yeah. OK. Hello. And it, the joke wasn't even like that funny, but it just was it, it, ha- it and it wasn't intended to I didn't intend on it coming out. It's just I was like, yeah, I'm like trying to like birth a future billionaire. And then it just literally like came pouring out of my mouth. Like I couldn't even stop myself. I was like, but like not the type of billionaires that like choose to go down on or to pay. Not the type of billionaires that pay to go down on submarines. Okay. Okay. The way I got booed at my own show. (laughs) My sister was in the audience and she was just like, yeah, that one was. And I'm like, Georgie, I've never... I've I've never had the experience. I, um, no, that's incorrect. I have been booed at my own show before, and that was when I mentioned Tom, Tom Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like a secondary booing. Yeah. They're booing because they're, they're booing Tom, not you. Yeah. But like this, they were booing you. But this time, no, I'm not sure if they're booing. I couldn't hear. I was backstage, but I don't know if they booed or if they were like, oh. I also I maintained that there was a lot more oh than boo. Okay. Like an, oh shit, like she a, oh, did wow. that. Like like yeah. you know you watch comedian and you're like, I can't believe they said that, but I'm okay. laughing. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yes. Well, either way, okay. I am yeah. sorry. Yes. And like, imagine, like, I would, I, like, afterwards, I was just like imagining being the mother of like that 19 year old son or being the wife or girlfriend of someone on that submarine. And if they heard me make that joke, oh, how it would make them feel. Sad. And it like really has like eaten me up. And I feel like my insides are turning black. <laughs> and not to make you feel like worse. They're be, like they're like on fire. Like, do you know what I mean? They're charred. Yes. But like, not to add insult to injury and make you feel worse. But I just read today that the 19-year-old boy who went there with his dad, his mom was actually supposed to, that was her seat. And last minute, she gave it up to the son. Yeah. I read that too. Was it for Father's Day? Yeah. Didn't you read that? Well, I read that he, the kid didn't even really want to go that much, but he wanted to go for Father's Day. And then we found out that it was actually not even his seat. It was his mom's. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't even want to go there right now because like I will spiral thinking about like if that happened to me and Hartford and Bo were gone because I switched seats, like I would not care to live. Yeah. But do you think she gets all the money? (laughs) 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 I'm just curious. Well, yeah. Probably. Because 
She can hire a very good therapist. Oh my God. <laughs> Cut that out. No, I'm not cutting it out. It's time for you to say sorry and purge. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make you feel better. That's what best friends do. They go down with <laughs> the, the sinking ship. ship. <gasps> <Pun> <gasps> <intended>. <laughs> It's hard not to make a joke. I know. I just like, I can't believe, I I, I can't believe we have lived. It's very interesting. We lived through this. You know what it is? Facebook has been like, Facebook is so sensitive and it's a, it, it, rep, <clears throat> it represents a generation. And Facebook also loves to get angry over things that they would actually like. Facebook is a hypocrite. Let's be real. Yeah. But like, I do feel like performative anger is like Facebook's brand. And it's really interesting because that's that generation, more like Gen X, maybe like mil- older millennials and also beyond. But like Gen Z, like they are angry at the world. And that's the TikTok sentiment of like making fun of and laughing. It does speak volumes about where we're headed as society. And it's, I don't know, I think there's some good to it. Like anything, there's good and there's bad. You know what I mean? But having sensitivity for human beings is an important, important cornerstone of society. Yeah, it's giving Marie Antoinette being beheaded and no one care and everyone being for it. Like that's what it reminds me of. And it's just so crazy. And then I started thinking about, I'm like, okay, so like you have to be, you have to like not care about other people in order to become a billionaire. I was like, but like Rihanna is a billionaire. I think that there's some Kylie exceptions. Jenner is like a billionaire. So like Kylie um, got lucky. I don't think that they're they're taking advantage of people to make that money. I'm choosing not to believe that. I don't think that about Rihanna. I don't think that about Rihanna. I don't know about Kylie. <laughs> I you know I feel like she's just so robotic. She just like wet our feelings. Like you know what I mean. I feel like Kylie would pay two hundred fifty thousand to go see the Titanic and take do a photo shoot in that submarine. Definitely. While they're down there, Rihanna would be like, "This is the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I'm absolutely not paying it, <laughs> even though it's like ten dollars to me. I'm still not paying ten dollars for that." I don't know. I don't, yeah, I know. And I also feel like, too, with Gen Z, they actually are humanitarians. That's the real gag. Like they're really worried about the planet and the world and society. And so I feel like. A big thing that they were pissed off with, too, was like, there's so much going on right now. Like with, you know, there's like stuff going on with Biden. There's stuff going on with Trump and his indictments. There's stuff going on with like, you know, marginalized people, Native American women. I mean, and um, the ship that the ship that went down with like all the women and children. Yes. Yeah. And so and I no one's caring about that. And there's or, no news coverage. So here we are again. We're the only focus is on, on finding billionaires. Yeah. Exactly. So. There is a humanitarian component to Gen Z and TikTok coming for the billionaires yet again. Yes. It's very nuanced. I don't know what's right or wrong anymore. I feel like I'm (laughs) so smart. I don't know what's right or wrong. (laughs) You guys, can we laugh at billionaires dying on a submarine? Can we? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. You know what? Like rich people have feelings too, I would imagine. Not really. I was with a lot of them when I was married before and they actually don't have feelings. Okay. Well, can can I segue? And they're not nice to each other, FYI. They can rich people cannibalize one another. I believe. Yeah, that. they really do. They're like a gerbils that eat their babies. It's fucking psychotic. Okay. So Well, listen, I'm about to transition okay. again um to another very wealthy rich couple who I am actually concerned about. I'm really worried for them. How will they survive financially? How are they going to survive financially, guys? Okay, parents out there, I know you have heard of Coterie Diapers. I know you have because I certainly had for 
since before I had a baby, I was like, I knew of coterie diapers as like, oh, they're like fancy diapers. But when I had Hartford, we were lazy and we just forgot to try them. Like we literally would just go. We spent most of her baby years just going to the grocery store and just like getting whatever. Y'all, we just started using coterie diapers. And let me tell you the game changer that that is. It's like the Chanel of diapers. Even Sonia, our nanny, is like, so your new baby's going to use these diapers, right? I'm like, yes, I think we're just going to have to commit and splurge on diapers because they're amazing. But this is the thing. Even if they feel like even if it is a little bit of a splurge, it's not because you are using so many so like less diapers. They're so much more absorbent. Like Hartford's diaper is dry all day long. Like sometimes I'm like, is she even peeing? Like this doesn't even make make sense. You guys, they have up to 70% more liquid capacity and absorb up to four times faster by moving liquids away from skin within 15 seconds, keeping your baby drier than the leading diaper brands. Like the way I have mom guilt that I wasn't using these on Hartford from the beginning, like I genuinely feel bad for her butt. And my goodness, they are so freaking soft. Coterie products, they're fragrance-free, hypoallergenic, and made with responsibly sourced plant-based materials, all while feeling as soft as cashmere on your baby's bottom. Y'all, I'm not joking when I say it's like as soft as cashmere. These diapers are just next level. That's it. Like, just try them. You've heard of them? They are actually amazing and they actually do live up to the hype. Um, it's time you use a better diaper, you guys. And right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping at Coterie.com, promo code Stasi. That's Coterie, spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E.com, promo code Stasi for 20% off your first subscription order and free shipping. Coterie.com, promo code Stassi. Megan Markle and Prince Harry. Okay. <sighs> Megan Markle's. Uh, I mean, I guess it was also Prince Harry's Spotify deal, or was it? Yeah, but she, it was really her. It I mean, really, her picture was on the archetype. Right. And, but I think it was a deal with them, with well, the Sussexes. I think, and she also took, was the lead because, like, according to the guy at Spotify, his interview with Prince Harry was so brutal about a podcast for him that they just, like, fucking quit. So, like, she's actually, like, the one, like, she was the one that had to, like, be the face of it because, like, Harry couldn't even, like, so what's the plate? Okay. So, um, if you guys have not heard, Meghan Markle's Spotify deal, her $20 million deal is no more. We don't know how much she got from it. At least I don't know. But she um she only did 12 episodes. And I think it was, I think it was about a year. But I know the deal had lasted for like two years with Spotify. So that's even worse <laughs> if you break it down like that. That's like one episode every other month or one episode a month. Either way you slice or dice it, it is a very bad look. Yes. You don't get a $20 million paycheck and then... Give one a yes. month. That's okay. insane. But to add insult to injury, uh, what's his name again? The guy who sold the ringer, who is now Spotify executive, Bill Simmons. He went on a podcast where he was talking about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and called them fucking grifters. Yeah, and fucking. He said he fucking, fucking grifters. Not freaking. 
He literally said the F word fucking grifters and that he said, I need to get drunk one day and tell the story about how I stayed up all night talking like on a Zoom, talking to Prince Harry about podcast ideas, meaning like it was a dud. It was so it was excruciatingly painful. It was. Uh And so and now and then again, to make it worse today, 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 um, there's one of the top Hollywood agents, uh, Jeremy Zimmer. He disses Meghan Markle and basically says that just because calls her talentless and basically says just because you have a name or you're famous, it doesn't mean you're good at anything. Yeah. And so that's now, I mean, so much bad press and so much bad PR for them. So bad. This is getting like, and it kills me because there's no better revenge than living well, right? So right. they like left and you, we both were on the same page. Leave the castle, leave the royal family. If it's making you depressed and miserable, yes. you have a right to change your life. But then also it was like, you can't win. You, you can't survive without us. We're rich and powerful. You'll fail without us. And then they weren't. And I was here for that narrative. And now they are. And it's like the, uh, there's another phrase that says uh, the cream always rises to the top. And in this case, it's like now the royal family gets to be like, ha ha, see world. And these are like major executives. Like these people know better than to open their mouths. Yeah. And in general, like a lot of being in those positions is like keeping secrets and like not talking shit. The fact that they're going on podcasts, like it must be so bad for them to get this pissed and feel like they can do this or is that just the world we're living in now or is it like where everyone just talks about everything going on a podcast for what's but, it but it, nowadays is right. the, it's becoming way more normal to just be loose-lipped and, and talk about mouth. anything and and everyone's going on podcasts you it's know true. what i mean like every single one of ariana maddox's friends has gone on podcasts <laughs> to talk about her people that aren't even on the show do you know right. what i'm saying like everyone just goes on each other's podcasts yep. and talks about everything that i just feel like podcast has become the norm it's like now become the, the way of like communicating yeah. and and serving news or, or or anything at all. Yes. And no one gives a shit about what's said anymore. It is though. <clears throat> it is crazy when you see people this high up though making statements like this. And so it's yeah. one of two things. Either like the industry is just crumbling and society again is just, you know, like deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And there is no like, I don't know, just like respect for anything anymore. Or they're so horrible that people are like, I can't keep my mouth shut anymore. Okay. And I really don't want that, the latter to be true. Okay. I don't think that they necessarily are horrible people. No. I think that this is my theory. Please. Okay. First of all, Meghan Markle has never been a personality. Okay. Yes. She's never been on a reality show. Um, she's never done a radio show. She's never like, yeah. she's an actress. They read scripts. They read, yes. Like she, 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 none of her job has been personality based. Right. Okay. She has never had to be relatable. She's never had to, to like show her flaws. She's never had to, nope. had to be an open book. She's never had to be an open book. And in fact, when she married into the Royal family, it was even more so ingrained in her not to be an open book, to be as closed as fucking yes. possible. I think she was already like that, which is why she's probably great to marry a prince. Yeah. But I think that, yes, they reinforce it even more. So now she's like totally not comfortable being open and vulnerable, yes. which is what you are required to do as a podcast. Yes, if you're choosing to um, do a documentary, do about a your documentary life. about your life, or be a podcaster, or be an influencer, or write a book, or write a book in any way, like 
it's you have to choose to live your life openly. Yes. You have to let people see the ugly sides of you. You have to make mistakes in front of everyone. Yes. You have to just, you have to, people want to, re- especially nowadays, all people want is to feel like something is authentic and real and relate to it. Yes. Like, so if something feels a little, even the slightest fucking bit manufactured, we're all smart. We see right through that. You know, it was so funny after the show, I was talking to and he was like complimenting me on my set and he was like the thing he was like I'm not like really into maybe you should take his name out he said this he was like I'm really not into like female comedians and I was like oh bro why because they're not women I'm funny and he was like no but he was like but he was like I'm just letting you know like it's hard for me to think that women are funny so the fact that I thought you were he was like I was really trying to think about what it was he said I could tell everything you were saying was true I could tell nothing you were saying you were making up like all oh, the strap on story everything it, like you know, it's crazy but it was all true and I was like oh shit like I guess that is kind of an important component to things. Yeah. And you always are like the most fucking honest. You bear your soul. And so that is, that's what people want. Because people want to relate and feel like they're less alone in what they are thinking and or going through in their own lives. They don't want to look at someone yes. and feel like, fuck, I don't have my shit together. So when Meghan Markle's doing an interview and saying, we don't really watch TV that much. I, you know, I do my Duolingo. We do our Duolingo and my practice my French before bed. Shut up. Megan, I fucking love you, but yes, shut up. I know, I know. Like, just tell me what you're really doing. Tell, like, tell me that you're watching Love Island. Just, just, yes! just say I don't even watch Love Island. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. But, but like, yeah, something like you know what I mean. That's just human. I think too, and so. I'm so with you with them. I'm like, I want to protect them. Like, yeah. I want them to th- like thrive. I feel like she was so damaged too by the royal family yeah. that now she feels like if she's not perfect, that they will use that to to I, use a narrative to be like, see, she's the worst. But what's happening is it's a self fulfilling prophecy yeah. because she's not being honest and real. So she's just still in the shackles of the royal family, and now people are like she's the worst. She's the worst because she. It's like, just be free. You escape them now. Let's continue being free and. Open and honest, and the world will love you. Yeah. But she's not, she's like playing by their rules, even though she bust out of the castle. Yes. And it's it's hurting her. No, it is. But like I understand why she I feels like she can't fully just and, and and honestly, I don't think she has that many like stereotypical flaws. I feel like she is actually kind of a goody two shoes person in real life. I, I think that is who she is. Maybe she does I do think the that, language thing before bed. No, I think that like she is a lot of what we see, but obviously there are still, I know she gets wasted every now and then. Yeah. I know she's hung over every now and then. Yeah. I know that there's, she has a guilty pleasure that we, that that's slightly embarrassing. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's some, there's, there, everyone has things about themselves that are a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, like when will she just admit that she borrowed Hartford for the photo shoot? Just be real. Come on, Megan. <laughs> But so, uh. so, and I also feel like, I mean, I tried to listen to her podcast. I tried so hard. And I think I even did listen to all every single one of them. Mm. But like, I could, I like, I could tell, yes, that there were 27 producers, which yes. is unheard of. Right. Like, I have one. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like 27. It's not a, like, yes, it is a hard job to podcast and like be on it and talk, but not really. Well, if you're not talented actually must be very difficult. You know what I mean? Right. So like, so that's goes back to what that person was saying. Like you can be famous, but doesn't mean you're talented. And, uh, and didn't 
And she didn't even do all of her interviews. And that's the thing. Like, and I couldn't, I didn't even feel like when that came out recently, I didn't even feel like that was new news because I could tell just listening to it. Like, oh, like, you know, she'd have like two guests on in each show. One of them, I could tell she was having a real conversation with that person. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was like, wait, I'm not hearing Meghan Markle talk back. So this must have been a pre-recorded fucking interview. So you're telling me that you're paid $20 million for 12 episodes and you're not even doing all of the interviews. You're not doing the interviews with like the normal people. You're only doing the interviews with the celebrity guests. That's not a good look. It's a bad look. Like, what does that say? That you're like you're above talking to those well, people, and that's been some of the criticism is that like they're lazy. I don't think they're lazy, I don't feel but like it, they're lazy. But they either. said that they're difficult to work with, and that I believe. And maybe they are difficult to work with because their their names are worth so much, and yes. so maybe they feel like they have been tortured, which they have. Okay, yes. and maybe they feel like they're that deal was worth it for Spotify because of their name, because their names carry so much weight. Right. And I think there is an element of truth to that. Well, that's I don't, a good point. I think not $20 million. Right. But I think their names are worth a lot. And you can deliver um, an overproduced podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Just because you are Meghan Markle and, right. and the name that goes with that, but not worth $20 million. But wait, think about it this way. So $20 million sounds like a lot, right? But when we've got billionaires fucking, you know, all over the place... Interesting. So maybe they're like, no, like our names market value are worth like a hundred million. So maybe they thought this was like a cheap deal that they didn't like. And their life is so expensive that like 20 million isn't that much to them. So maybe they were kind of like, fuck them though. We'll give them the bare minimum. Like, you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which the rest of us looks like so bratty and ridiculous, but maybe from their vantage point, they're like, we gave you exactly what you paid us for. We wanted five times more. You said, no, our names are huge. We did what we agreed to do. Okay. Yes. I'm really yeah, yeah. trying here. This and a- I also think that people could be like, well, they don't have to live in a $14 million house. They actually, do. they do. No, no, no. They actually they do. Because they are they are two of the most famous people yes. in the world. They yes. are two of the most hated yes. people in the in the world. And Their they, lives are very much in danger. Yes. They and actually they, have to make a lot of money. They need to live on a compound where they have security, where they can be safe. Like if I got a $20 million deal at Spotify, I could literally do my deal with them and fucking quit and never like quit life and just chill for the rest of my life and be make good investments whatever 20 million they probably need that annually yeah right i mean maybe not annual i I think so you think annually they need 20 million employees they have and security security alone security is the number one thing yeah they need to live in a place that like can have a lot of like space for a lot of people because there's always people with them yeah and it needs to be a fortress and it's to be in a safe area and then you need to hire security and i I don't and like i know that that's really hard for everyone to understand because it is hard to be like why do you need that when you are the most famous person in the world and everyone fucking knows who you are yes you need to live that way. Yes. Like, it's not them being like, I just want to live the high life. Like, they need to. Well, and think about it this way. The president of the United States, so like Chelsea Clinton used to be in my soul cycle class. She has secret service with her for life. Her dad, we, really? the taxpayers, we're, we're paying that. We, yeah. we, we pay for every single family member of every single president that is still living. And I understand that. And I, I understand because they are they are public figures and they need to have security with them at all times. Yeah. Their lives are under threat. So you said something earlier today when we were talking about this this morning. You were like, I'm worried for them. What are they going to do? How are they going to support themselves? With all this bad press, how are they going to get jobs? And so I... Okay, so I had two things. One, I read an article that... So they're with WME. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's like the only big flex I have. It's a good flex. No, like it what the like the way I want to write that on my Instagram profile bio, like me and Meghan Markle. <laughs> Didn't Morgan Stewart do that? Or with the same agency? No, I want to write me and Meghan Markle with the same. Uh, <laughs> we were both with WWE. You should do that. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Honestly, though, not right now. Yeah, no. Don't do it. Now. Damn, okay. I drop her. <laughs> Hold it. Let's see how this uh, churns out. Um, but I saw um interviews about how she's with WME and she's like with like. A, this genius top agent that's over there that's there they must be dying. and he's i think like his whole plan is to make her like the next top influencer like kim kardashian level right influencer and that they're working on like a, a partnership with dr which like i, I could see that can see, I that. Could see that yeah but did, but didn't i heard but that they the, need good press but for the that. dr deal fell through right did it i think so because i saw that there was an article that said that camilla was wearing dior like as like a haha fuck you because like your dior deal is gonna fall through and now i'm gonna wear as like a side eye you know, rich person, famous person, bullshit. I didn't petty, see petty that. I, I hope. I hope you're wrong. I hope that article was. I hope wrong. I'm wrong too. I think that that would be such a great place for her to start. And yeah. and what? But like, what she needs to do that, like, bring back the tig, bring back her lifestyle. Yes, you, you need to. Like, I feel like if she wants to be out there. Okay, like my if, listen. Okay, now I was her plan. PR. Yep. My PR plan would be like, what do you want? Do you want to live a private life, or do you still want to be out there? Right. If you want to live a private life, you need to create a business. You need to invest in things, and you need to like. You don't have to be in the entertainment industry. Like right. you guys have enough money and enough billionaire, millionaire friends and connections to turn the money you already have into more money and right. that's how you make money for the rest of your life you know the way like old money families make money yeah so if th they should either do that or if she wants to be in the entertainment industry like yeah you could become a kim kardashian level influencer and have brand partnerships with like fashion great fashion houses and things like that and i feel like she could the way that goop is for gwyneth paltrow absolutely like, like start the tig again yeah but she's gonna have to be relatable like She's going to have to, you, you're, you're going to have to tell me some, an embarrassing story about yourself. Yes. Well, not me. I'll love you no matter what, unless you like start killing people. But like, you know what I mean? I'll love Megan no matter yeah, what. Megan, we're relatable queens. We will help you. Yeah, like, like, we love you. We're being, we have to critique because like we have to be honest, but we are here for you. Yes. Literally. I want you to succeed. We should be her PR. We'll take 5% collectively. I will, I'll do a full free. Not me. I am poor. <laughs> I just like it's like it would be like a really good look for me to like no, save she's Meghan Markle's so career. Much money. No, we deserve money for, for our work. <laughs> Fine, I'll take Saucy's portion. She'll donate it to me. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I feel like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry should do. That's my plan I'm for that. I am very worried. Okay, you guys, the final story. We're doing four today because there were only four that we cared about, and this one's a doozy. It's a. We got to talk about and. Just like, like that. that. Did anyone actually watch it? Yes. The way that I asked that at one of the, the perf one of the shows that Portland. we did, we were going to talk about a Portland. I wanted like, to talk about it as a no go during our um, pop culture hour section there, and like it was crickets. Just to be like, fair, has though, anyone watched and just like that? It was like to two be fair, people. It literally came out that morning. Like I woke up at five a.m. for a flight and downloaded it before the plane ride. You watched it when we were in the middle of the day, like getting ready for the show. So like 
anybody else, like, you could not get it the night before. So, I'd like, that's something that people would be watching that night, to be fair. To, yes, to be fair. But also, I've not seen anyone post about it. I'm not seeing it on social media. I'm, I've am i not seen any TikToks, like, nothing. I have not heard. Because everybody's too busy cleaning up their throw-up that came out of their mouth while watching the first two episodes on Max. <laughs> Because it was so bad. So why did HBO have to change you're their name so to Max? You're so confusing. Why did they have to do that? I have no idea. We'll why? Just, we'll be, how about for right now, we'll call it HBO Max so people aren't confused. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, I don't know why they did that. So stupid. Well, you know what? It was SJP's fault. <laughs> I'll blame her for everything. Okay, you guys. Oh my God. I didn't think it could get worse in season one. I didn't but, either. And just like that, it, it did. did. But I will, let me just say, I'm still a big fan. <laughs> Me too. I will still watch the whole season. Big fan. I will still continue watching. Like I'm still Sex and the City fan. Yeah, I know. I literally, when I was showering, getting ready for this downstairs, I watched uh, Sex and the City, the movie, the the first movie, because I also wanted to like do a slow progression of like, how do we get here? Like I was doing some research because I watched Sex and the City. No, I'm not joking. Like pretty much at least once a week or handfuls of time a week when I'm getting ready, when I'm doing anything, if I'm going out, I like it in the background. It's my best friends just making me giggle. When yeah. I shower, I listen to it because I know the episode so well. I don't have to look at the camera or the screen. Yeah. It's my everything. I watch it nonstop. The first movie was like so sad, but like I still will watch it. Like I will cancel my plans on a Sunday just to like sit at home and watch it if it's like on a streaming service and I yeah, see totally. it. And knowing that like Big ultimately just like dies, like it makes like watching the first movie like way easier. Right. And then the second one is <laughs> such a fucking... Not that I'm sp- laughing at wealthy people dying. That's not what I meant. <laughs> and then the second movie is like, I mean, bad. I still love but it. But I still love it. No, it's so fun. So I think we all thought, and just like that was going to be like that. And now I'm even saying like, oh damn, I think last season actually was like even more promising. Like it just, every time they try to do it, like as the years go on, it just gets worse and worse and worse. But I don't want it to go away. No, I don't want it to go away. I'm conflicted. But the way that I kept trying to just like text and like do things while I watched it, not a good sign. Because yeah. like when I watch a show, I commit to it and I do not, I do not scroll. Yes. Like I only like to watch shows that I put my phone away for. For. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is my biggest problem. Go. Okay. Um, I normally don't care about sex scenes. Like I normally like I, it doesn't bother me. Take it doesn't him. take them or leave them. Like whatever. But there were it was so long and they were so it was it felt so weird and unnecessary. Hold me closer with that Hold song. Me closer. And that was the way they opened it. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. That's how they ended it. Mixed with <laughs> it's like they're trying to be edgy by showing all these sex scenes, but mixed with the corniness and sitcom like vibe of what this show has now Ugh. turned into. Like Sex in the City used to be so cool and edgy. The yes. dialogue, the yes. writing, everything was just so quick and sharp and fun. Now it's just corny. Everything is corny. Cringe. So you can't have all of these like sex scenes in a corny atmosphere. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just didn't make sense. The song choice was atrocious, no, too. Like, I mean, literally, like, and why? Like, why? 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 I was watching, like, I, I felt like I was on drugs. No, like, it made no sense and at all. I'm allowed to say this because I am a lesbian. Miranda and Shay, that, that sex scene was <laughs> horrific. Again, yet again, the homophobia running rampant and in just like that. It's like they give the worst representation of my people. <laughs> I like that was like such a like an unappealing sex scene. Out of all of them, to me, it was like the most unappealing. And I was like, here they go again, coming for us alcoholic lesbians. 
I will say though, like Che became likable. No, no, I like Che now. No, like I did not like Che last season. And I'm like, oh, these two episodes, I'm like, oh, I really like Che. Like I like, I like Che more than I like fucking Carrie right now. Like oh, that, like oh. them. Yes, Che, yes. them. Yes. So Miranda, honestly, I have to say the first two episodes, like don't like uh, the, the forced sex was just a little too much. Like the dildo scene. The dildo was like, yeah, it was just like, like I had aggressive. to minimize it because I was on the airplane. So I was like embarrassed because it was like, that's how sex forward this show is. Like I couldn't even watch it on the plane. But like you have a whole story in your set about the dildo. Yeah, yeah but that's a word. But that's the meanest thing. And I literally <laughs> am going to fight so with you. <laughs> like, no, that's a visual. Like words and visuals are different. I think wearing if I walked out on stage wearing a strap on, I think it's a little bit different than me saying we got a strap on. It was horrific. And we threw it in the trash. True. She's like the, stra- the strap on scene didn't bother me. It that deeply didn't... bothered me. OK, because it was so like fucking like make like a comment about a strap-on like why are we literally like as we are assembling a strap-on well, in a scene it's because they don't know whether they're still edgy or corny it's like so like they're like let me just try both let's try both we're gonna try corny and we're gonna try edgy and do it both at the same time and it does not work like be edgy or be corny that, that and, and that, that, it's it's just cringy is what they yeah, end no, up getting. everything is cringy and i'm sorry but like carrie Ugh. bradshaw is just a fucking she's a debbie downer uh, her jokes are just like they don't hit corny and just, corny is like the only word i can think of to describe everything that i feel about and just like that right now she doesn't even sound like she's trying to even be funny anymore she no. just sounds she's just delivering sad depressing news yeah and the second episode, spoiler alert, because you're going to want to watch it so much after this review. But the second episode, all Carrie scenes, she edits a podcast ad. Oh, my God. Wait. Also, there were so many holes in that. Like, it would never go. It would never go. Yeah. Hold on, you guys. Let me. That way and the network would never be riding yes. one thing. No. Yeah. Let me just say. Yeah. We need to clear <laughs> the air. One out. Let me let. We need the to. The whole network crumbles. Like, this is stupid. No. We need to clear the air. We need to let people, the people know. This is not how podcast ads it's work. so frustrating. Also, if you don't want to, if you feel uncomfortable. Let, let me just start with this. Okay. When you don't feel uncomfortable comfortable with the script that your pod the that um a sponsor has written you you are never required to actually read it literally none of us actually they actually encourage you not, not to, to read, read it the script. they say put it in your own words and talk be truthful however it is you feel about it as long as you don't feel badly about it yeah it's like, you also as a I, I remember we had ashley madison ads when i was on sirius and our audience was like this is like in direct conflict with taylor's like morals and values as a human so we were like hey guys we're going to stop doing it and they were like okay and then we got like a my pillow or some shit like that. Wait, what's Ashley Madison? It's like a cheating website. It's like come here to cheat on your spouse. The it's like the little Britain used, right? Yeah, to get all of his people. Yeah, that was one of your sponsors. Yeah, and I like was like I love Ashley Madison. Wait, that was it serious? That was it serious? Okay, yeah. yeah. They, so you didn't get approval? Okay, I get. Hey, we all as, get ad approvals, yeah, you guys. As we a ab- podcaster, Carrie would have had to have approved. Yeah, that so, yes, for. So I, that was going to be my next point. Is yeah. that you guys? You're. We are never. We never do podcast sponsors that we don't want to do exactly we approve them before they even get into our hand like right the the, before this paper with the info on it even gets there we approve it so she would never be in a position yes where she's like oh i actually i actually can't do this and they're like well we already have a deal with them that never would have happened and then on top of that no one's gonna download final draft the script writing (laughs) 
That's what people write literal scripts on. Movie scripts on. It's like no not a word document, a notes app document will work just fine. A notes app or like your pen and paper would have sufficed. Do you know what I mean? Like no. These ads are ninety seconds. Also, you have to buy Final Draft. Like you have to. It's expensive. I had to buy it for college for my screenwriting class, and it's like such a production to like put on your computer. It's like not. It's it's not just like you don't write it for a. Why are you rewriting a spot? Just use your own words, Carrie. Like, you don't need to rewrite. It was... It was... And then, yeah, after sex, they're like, oh, after sex, we usually watch TV together, but we got to rewrite this. Like, who are we really going to sit down and put our whole (laughs) burning the midnight candle over the... It will take you literally Literally five minutes. Not even... Not even. The, the not way even. this show is so out of touch. If you're going to make her a podcaster, talk to a podcaster. Stupid. For real. I'm so triggered. Wait, are we just triggered because we're podcasters? Or do you think this is like the dumbest thing in the world? Like, just like, uh, the way she makes mountains out of molehills. Yeah. It's not a big deal, bitch. No, I know. This is not Carrie's fault, though, because it this is, is the writer's fault. fault. This is the writer's yeah, but fault. but I feel like she's an EP, so she's got to take the heat. I I know. Like, she never, she didn't ask anyone. Like, no one asked anyone, like, hey, would this be a realistic situation? Also, that's her <laughs> job. It was all to get her out of that. That and, scenario with yes, you guys, which so you don't have to close the whole network. And then yes, the network and also, you guys, that would never. That I know happen. we started the story with this, but like, it would never happen that a network would fail because you're not doing one ad first. Like that, that never. So weird. It's like it, literally I, never. What is that? Like, what could we compare that to? Nothing, because it's so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Like it's so, okay. It's like if when I was at Sirius, I didn't want to do at Ashley Madison, and then no, they were like, "No, no." Then I, the I'm, whole company fails. I'm trying to make a metaphor or a comparison in something that has nothing to do with the podcasting like industry, a clothing store, or a restaurant. Like if you worked at a a clothing store, and and <laughs> you said you were like, "I just really don't want to sell these jeans," and you hid this one pair of jeans in the back. Yes. Do you know what I mean? These like one kind of jeans that you're like, I don't like the way they look. So like, we're not going to put them out on the floor. The whole store and company would go down. It's so absurd. No, and then, like it doesn't make sense. But the one good thing that came out of that, I was like, thank you, Jesus, is on the way out. He's like, we could try to sell the podcast to the company. She's like, no, I think I'm done. I'm like, yes, she's done with the podcasting storyline. Yeah. Because after that ad bullshit, every scene she was in in that episode it involved the podcast ad. Everyone, I felt no, like I was doing homework watching it. No, but like, and also watching her like answer questions on the podcast oh while she God. was recording. Thank you, listener. It, no, it was giving Meghan Markle trying to podcast. <gasps> <laughs> it's like her, like someone's like, hi, what Hello, do I caller. do? What do I do if my boyfriend just like won't propose? Just like it was like that simple of a question or something. No, won't commit. Or it's like won't, won't commit or something. And she's like, well, literally one second one sentence worth of a of a response like no relate nothing relatable about nothing. it n- nothing nothing concrete nothing to grab onto that's like oh that was an interesting take yeah, everything about it sucks sorry sorry i'm i'm rambling and it not no, even making sense at this point like i've has just- happened to you sjp where are you blink twice if you need help have you been abducted did you get a lobotomy where are you right now in life because you are serving us like such like unrelatable bullshit and going back and watching Carrie Carrie was always a disaster she was always like trying to figure out life I think SJP is like in your 50s you know everything and like so to play old Carrie would make no sense because Carrie's in a better place now and I feel like 
say SJP, we are no longer watching Carrie. We are no longer watching a character. We are watching SJP going through whatever fucking midlife crisis bullshit she's going through. And it's just like, I, I am so disturbed. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It either. just keeps getting worse. I know. And why do they have to have Miranda and Jay in LA? I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. Why are they in LA? Like, bring them back to New York. Like, what's the point of this right now? And when Tony did Dan. Charlotte turn into I Love what? Lucy? Like, what is this slapstick 1950s humor that's going on? Yeah. I don't know. Thank God for this for the tertiary characters. They were the only ones yes. holding down the fort. I will say, every single side character, not whatever, it is I, I love all of their scenes more than anyone else's. Thank God. So they're they are carrying the show, but yeah, I just uh I, I, but it's it's also not the actor's fault. You guys, it's the writers. It's the writers are, are making t like. But tell me this. Do you think EPs, how involved are they in script writing? However much they want to be, right? But okay, so, and also, so if you notice with the sex scenes, Charlotte, see her titties. I mean, don't even, well, I was fucking saw, we're seeing Miranda's bush, okay? We're seeing Miranda's everything. Carrie still not showing anything and none are the other new characters. I that might just be personal. I think it's personal. That's personal. Yeah. It felt like I don't know. I just feel like these like her like OG people are like locked in this bullshit that they have to keep like showing their bodies. They would, I don't think they would have to if they didn't want to. I think that they're they're not going to be fired for not showing it anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's a personal choice. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt weird. And it, it honestly weird. feels like Cynthia Nixon likes it. Well, I guess she but does. Especially like her coming out of the cryo chamber, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> like crawling out. I'm like, it, it seems like she wants to be doing this. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but speaking of scripts and approval, the Andy Cohen, I mean, I'm sorry, the Bethany oh. Frankel of it all. Okay, yes. So in the second episode, yes. there is a line. You were, you looked at, did you fuck, send it I to me? I screwed left my phone upstairs. Hold on. You sent it to me. Hold on. Wait, yeah, I heard that and I didn't know what it was. Okay, so... There was a caddy line in Sex and the Sin and yeah. Just Like That. And it goes like this. Okay. Sarah Jessica Parker and Seema, uh, Carrie and Seema. Yes. Are talking about the Hamptons in summer. Yes. Yeah. And, and Carrie says that she always found a reason not to rent a Hamptons house when she was single. And Seema's response is, was that reason always Bethany Frankel? To like throw shade at like Bethany Frankel ruining the Hamptons for and people. And then Carrie like, laughs. But the thing why it's so significant is SJP is one of Andy Cohen's best friends and Andy and Bethany were always historically very close. So it's like, I mean, if she didn't think that the Bravo celebrities were going to pick up on that, she's fucking crazy. And there's major Sex and the City and overlap with Bravo, I think. Don't you, don't you feel like? I feel like there is. Yeah. So like that was like an intentional decision. And there's no way that just because Seema delivered the line that like the SJP doesn't have like blood in her hands. No. See, this is another example of Betty. Petty and Sarah Jessica Parker might being the fucking she worst. might she might be the worst and the problem but she masks it with like well I didn't say it or like well hey, I'm the nice it. girl I'm I just the nice giggled. one but like that's the thing too is um wait what was I just gonna say so about Bethany's response oh Bethany's response so Bethany's you. response was when you're off TV for years and just like that Caddy Housewives are still talking about you was Bethany actually mad about it. Yes, I think she was because if she if she thought it was funny, she'd be like, LOL. It says in the caption, Bethany also added, currently sipping my new forever young rosé wine from my house in the Hamptons paid for by my last spirits venture. Cheers, ladies. I mean, I would, this is the thing. I wouldn't be mad. Like if I was shaded in and just like that, I would 
feel honored. Right, but what would you say? <laughs> so if they shaded me, it would be something about being, okay, let's see. I have a lot of things people could shade me about, like being like a trash reality star. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like something about Vanderpump Rules, something about being fired. Right. Something about being canceled. Like you could shade me, but like I'd be like, wow, <laughs> Sex in the City shaded me. I would I would not be mad. But Bethany I definitely is mad. Because if yeah. she wasn't mad, she would make it a point to let us know she wasn't mad. She made it a point to let us know she was mad. I bet her and SJP fucking hate each other. She made it a point to let us know she made her money off of her brands and not Bravo. Oh! Shipping her rosé that she... This, yeah, she not housewives money. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... And that might have been a dig at Andy. Maybe. I don't know. I wonder if SJP ran that joke by Andy before he she did it. Because him, because I, I feel I, like probably and Andy was like, do it. Totally. But like, I like that Andy's catty. I love it too. He's the shadiest bitch in all because, the world. Because he doesn't pretend that he's not. Exactly. Sarah she, Jessica Parker pretends that she's not. Exactly. That's also the thing with Meghan Markle. You're pretending <laughs> that you are never catty or you never, like, you, everyone has a little bit of it in them. Yes. Everyone, even the nicest people in the world yes. still can get down with yes. some jokes. You know, like they still have a little bit of gossipy shit in them yes. like you know so <sighs> I can't up. wait till next week's yeah <laughs> so excited today to is it, wait when does it come out I thought it came out Thursdays oh you will be here we're gonna start doing watching parties together yeah we're gonna go gonna one zoom. two three press play <laughs> exactly is there anything else we want to talk about with and just like that no it's just a steaming pile of fucking garbage i know i have a question yeah, yeah. how was anthony so chill being invited and uninvited and invited and uninvited <gasps> how to the did Met we Ball? not bring this up I you forgot. guys that's not how the met gala works first of all like you're invited months and months and months before like this is like the most you're you're vetted like vetted it's expensive as fuck it is like you don't just get to come along last minute at all yeah you're not just a random plus one it's like a plus one with like a a background check 100 and for him to just like first two things about this like it's really fucked up the way that they were just like sorry you can't come this person can now and then last minute saying that he can't like that's not is that how people invite people to any party at all no. like is that like that's oh i'm just sitting in my couch waiting for you i'm ready now yeah like, do you know how long it takes to get ready for the met gala but also like how fucked up of seema to just assume that she could get her her ticket yeah, back like the call when, would be like hey like yeah she does not deal in any sort of reality yes that's not how anything would go down seema witnessed that Anthony was going to go right. with Carrie right. instead of her. So, like, she hey. knew that Anthony was there. Um, Have fun at the Met Gala. I'm really sad I missed it because I decided to pick my stupid-ass boyfriend over the Met Gala. Big mistake. Have fun with Anthony. That's how that conversation would go. Right. Or is there any chance in the world that Anthony can't go because I'm going to leave this dinner? Hey, she can't even get ready for the Met Gala. There's no time. I know. You guys, none of it made sense. And just for Harry to all of a sudden be like, oh, what? I don't get to walk the red carpet. So I don't want to go. When in the world would Harry ever give a fuck about that and then decide to just leave his wife hanging? It's it's the most unrealistic. The more I talk about this, the more I hate it. I know. It's so stupid. I'm not okay. I'm not saying I'm a Sex in the City fan. I'm not an Just Like That fan. I agree. And we're holding on desperately. Carrie's dress, that dress would have been worked on and worked on and worked on day and night up until that moment. It would never have happened like that. Like her just go, like the designer just waltzing over to her fucking apartment trying to make it work that day. Nothing about this. I just feel like 
like, you know what it was? Sex and the City was aspirational, right? Like, we would watch it and it'd be like, oh my God, they could do all these cool things. But like, it wasn't like in the land of make-believe and illogical everything. Like, it was based on like aspiration. This isn't aspirational. This is just fraudulent. Yeah. Like, these, like, going to the Met Gala, aspirational. The way that they portray going to the Met Gala, a lot, like, bullshit. It's just literally like make believe and like there was no payoff of seeing anything at the Met Gala the other, the like other you, I, I feel like that's like also like storytelling 101 yes if there is no payoff of of seeing some sort of yes something at the end then like you don't use that storyline like do you know how many scenes yeah. don't have not aired on Vanderpump Rules because there is no payoff I'll never forget season one Katie and Kristen I I saw this dress this like the, ended up being the sequin dress that I wore the night that Jack showed up at my birthday in Vegas amazing just so, watched it so, the other day so this dress okay I had seen it at a store it might have been forever I don't know it was like a cheap dress but like I was looked fab I was really poor at that time so like we couldn't afford dresses in general okay right <laughs> and Katie and Kristen went to go get that dress for me for my birthday as a present and they filmed that so like Vanner like the producers filmed Aww. that whole thing of them going and getting it shopping talking about stuff they gave it to me off camera without telling the producers they were doing that it was our first season they didn't know any better right, right. so they never aired that scene because there was of them shopping and getting it for me because there was the payoff because there was no payoff of showing me receiving that dress. Got it. You know what I mean? Makes so sense. like so many scenes on Vanderpump Rules have been cut because the payoff happened off camera. Got it. Which is what I felt like the whole Met Gala storyline was. I was like, so we're doing this whole Met Gala thing and I don't even get to see a little bit of it, of what yeah. that would look like to see them in that environment. I want to now see them in that environment. I could write better scripts for the show than the writers are writing. It was just an excuse to put her back in the wedding dress and get the press for it. You're right. That was it. That yeah. was it. That was fucking it. Like low blows. What? How could how could a show that w- was on such a high be like in such a low place? But it it's, but it keeps. Co- but we're gonna keep watching it. <laughs> I hate us. Do you not watch it? No, I watch I, it. I was gonna say I would respect I hate if you watching it. Me too. I'm. I am fully hate watching. Although when she had the bird, I did cry. I shed a, yeah, I shed a tear for the bird. You cried. So see, I got chills. No, the fashion will give me chills. You know what gives me chills? reminders of what was and you are I'm not getting chills I'm not like crying because I'm feeling feelings of happiness I'm mourning that's why I'm crying I'm mourning something that was I feel that I feel that rest in peace all right guys thank you so much for listening uh Taylor thank you so much for being here you guys go follow Taylor at Taylor Strucker she made it to a hundred thousand hundred three thousand thanks to you guys she's safe now I swear She's safe now. Um, you can listen to her podcast, Taste of Taylor, available everywhere. And you can also go listen to her daily show on Patreon here, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show. Yes. Thank you, girlfriend. You're welcome. And you guys, if you could please go and rate, review, and subscribe this podcast, you can also watch it yes. on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Stasi. So if you want to see us interacting, that's an option too. You can also listen to it without ads. So Ooh, that's good. There's that. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Bye.